Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, disturbing stories, classic horror tropes, strange protagonists who have cameos in their own manga, new releases, and just some very weird information. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 471, Oroki. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there in internet land. Hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode. I know I am, and I know things have been kind of crazy with me releasing lots of stuff, but don't worry, I got tons more to come out. I got tons of energy for it. But if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin are some podcasts and vain reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various nerdy things based on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You have to create anything that I and my co-hosts say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at zan at spirekin.com. That's X-A-N, not Z-A-N. And we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, and various other social media sites. Just check out the show notes, or more importantly, type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N in the search bar, and I guarantee you find us one way or the other. And if you enjoy what you hear, support our Patreon, help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. A lot of you who have joined the Patreon are getting to check out some of our really cool videos, including our behind-the-scenes stuff and the video versions of these podcasts where I actually show you the books. So let me know what you think. And hope you guys are doing good and hope you're ready for a very fun episode. So, with that in mind, let's actually get to it. Because if you remember for that last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga. And it dictated on Vida reviewing a manga that's kind of old. And I'm surprised we even got it. It was released in 1969 and 1970. That's a long, long time ago. And this was a story created by Kazuo Umezu, who is one of the great horror writers of the manga world most people think Junji Ito Umezo is standing up there especially with his story Drifting Classroom and he has so many others and this is one of them now this was published by Shogakuken and Akita Shoten but it's released over here by Viz Media now the crazy thing is this is a horror manga and it was released in Weekly Shonen Sunday so it's for kids even though it's really not it's kind of fucked up because of that and I apologize for my language but that's the only way I could say it so this manga I'm talking about is a horror serialized story known simply as Oroki. So this Oroki is the perfect edition of Oroki, which to explain it simply, it's about a young woman who slithers her way into the lives of unsuspecting people like the legendary multi-tailed snake that she's named after, which is Oroki. And it is her story as she focuses on different individuals as they go through some horrifying events. So, long story short, it's an anthology series where the only character that follows through every series is Oroki, how she shows up. She has mysterious abilities that they don't really explain. There's no like, oh, I'm Oroki, I have these powers. It's no, you just see her doing stuff, you're like, what the hell's going on? You kind of learn a little bit as time goes on, but for the most part, it is a mystery. And that's kind of an interesting fact that she is so mysterious and unusual, but that's not why you read the manga. The manga is about the individuals who are being perpetrated by whatever scenario is going on. So this is going to be released in three volumes for the Omnibus for Viz by Viz Signature. And this first one is a really nice hardcover that was a little pricey, but it's a really nice one. And I got to admit, I'm kind of excited to see what happens with this. 
uh, series. But I'm getting a weird ahead of myself with the production quality and how nice it looks and what they're going to do with the rest series. But let's actually get to what the story's about. So, like I said, this is an anthology series. It's broken down into different stories. Specifically, this first volume has two stories in it. The first one's called Sisters. The second one's called Blood. The first one is Oroki shows up in a town and she deals with two sisters who are under a mysterious curse that when they hit a certain age, something horrible is going to happen to them. And due to paranoia, tricks, twisting natures, things happen. In the second one, Blood, it's about a woman who was treated like garbage her entire life, found a husband that she completely loved. He dies because of reasons. He comes back and now he's kind of haunting her. Even though she loved him, there's more going on. I don't want to spoil any of this. And I'm not going to because this is a story you have to read just for what's going on. Because you can't spoil it. So, overall the story, how is it? Well, on the one hand, it is kind of horrifying and creepy in a very sinister nature. But it did not age well. Not at all. It's kind of... a it's horror from the 60s, so it's kind of scary, but it's also really unusual and weird. I mean, the more disturbing stuff is when things go to to a head, like the fact that, like I said, the husband comes back to life and he's kind of holding himself together and you see him like lift up his shirt and half his rib cage is showing out. Or someone ends up lighting someone else on fire to disfigure them and it's disturbing and twisted and dark and... There's so many other little elements that are really creepy, including, I'm not going to lie, this is a, there's a dead baby. Uh, and it's not like a dead baby, like, oh, the baby just died. No, it's like kind of horrifying what happens to the baby. Uh, so, on the one hand, it, the stories are kind of 60 antiquated. On the other hand, it's really freaking disturbing and twisted. Now, the art style, Umezu has a very, not photorealistic, but it's a more realistic art style than most mangas have. It's very detailed you have backgrounds that are very well developed and everything looks really good and twisted and dark i mean one of my favorite panels is there's a sequence when the husband from blood comes back and you see him coming out of the grave obviously and it's horrifying and beautiful and twisted and just oh so malevolent and it gets even more twisted because He's trying to talk and he can't talk because his tongue has rotted away. And he, it, yeah. It's, what the fuck? That's all I can say is, it is what the fuck. Um, so what else to say about this manga besides the art style? Like I said, the production quality is really well done for a hard cover. You have a nice uh, foil cover for the uh, title. It's got a picture of Oroki. And it's, part of it's in color and very wonderful black and red so that adds to the punch to it so what else can i say besides the production quality about this just it's a it is a staple of its time if you are a fan of old school horror you are going to love this story and love this element it is something which is dark and twisted it's very similar to a tales from the crypt or say a tales from the dark side or one of these cautionary tales where something horrible happens. And that's kind of cool and fascinating. But if you're not a fan of horror, you're not going to get anything out of this. You're really not. It's not one of these series where you're like, oh, it can jump from genre to genre. No, this is straight up a horror story. There's no redeeming characters. Everyone is flawed in some way or another. And our storyteller, the person who is, we're following, Aroki, we don't know anything about. She could be replaced with a robot 
or a stone dog or a pet and nothing changes. All the other stuff happens. She has no impact on what occurs except that she is our narrator and the person we're watching this through. She could be left out and for that reason it just feels a little, well, I'm not going to lie, feels kind of unfinished it feels like they could have done that umezu could have done more and he's written things which are so impactful and dark and strange and you love it and they're memorable and this is just as memorable but it's not for the character it's for all the other the visuals his visuals are astounding and they're twisted and they're dark and this whole narrative feels like a tales from the dark side a tales from the crypt where we have our unsung narrator, who's essentially a Roki, who could be replaced with the Crypt Keeper or whomever. And it just, well, on the one hand, it's great if you're a horror fan, but if you like any other genre, you're not going to get anything out of this. That's the truth. It just feels very one genre-esque, and that's not always bad. It's not bad at all, especially if you're someone who's like, I want to just focus on one genre. This is That's a good thing. This one does that, but if you want something else in your manga, if you're looking for a diverse range of genres or elements, that's not what's going to be in this. Now, you get this for the artwork, because the artwork is amazing. You get this as a, a piece for if you're collecting the hardcovers, because it is a beautiful hardcover, and I would love to see more manga like this. But this one is definitely one that you'd want to keep because of the visuals. The story, though, does lack, and for that reason, it does drop my rating down a bit. And actually, let's get to the rating. Um, I haven't read 2 and 3 yet because they're not out yet. Only Volume 1 is out. But based on Volume 1, while I love the art style, I love the fact that it's Umezu, who is someone who is a author you should read because they are a foundation piece for manga horror. I mean, he's just as horrifying and unique as Jinji Ito. It's just... He's a little more antiquated, I would say. But for... That reason, it bumps up, but the fact that we have a protagonist that you really don't know anything about, and it's not a, oh, it's a day in the life. It's just kind of like we're thrown into her world, we don't know anything, and she doesn't do anything to the plot. She's just there. It's not refreshing. Like, all the sub-characters are intriguing and engaging, and while she is kind of the catalyst at one point with one little element, she's not really the major part about it. It's... The elements that she does manipulate could have been given to anybody else. Like, the fact that the husband comes back is her fault. Yes, it is her fault. But you could have had something else happen. It could have been a curse. It could have been just a situation. You don't really know. But, well, I'm talking myself into a wall. So I'm going to just say my rating for this manga. And say that it is a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but in the long run, it is forgettable. This isn't a story where you're going to read it and be like, oh my god, I'm so scared, I can't sleep, and then you want to read it some more. For like a Stephen King, a Joe Hill, a Clive Barker, a Junji Ito story. They're not going to make you be that scared and, you know, like, oh my god, oh my god, and it's stuck in your head and you think about it, think about it, think about it. This is one where you're going to forget the next day. Well, I'll be honest. You'll look at the artwork and be like, this artwork's amazing, it looks great. If you're a horror fan, I want to post put this up. But as a story, it's lacking. It's lacking something in the narrative, and I don't know what it is. And while I did backtrack and say, yeah, she has more purpose than you know. And like I said, I don't want to reveal things. But for the most part, she can be replaced with an inanimate object or just a standard curse or whatever. And that's it. It's all you need. And the series 
would be exactly the same. Now, if you've read Oroki and you disagree with me or you agree with me, email me, zanitspyrokin.com. Let me know what your thoughts are. Did you think that Oroki is an amazing story? Do you think it was garbage? Did you think it was uh, too 60s for its time where it's, it's too old school? Or do you think that this was a visionary attempt that I just don't understand that should be moved forward and that should be shown to other people? Let me know. Uh, like I said, zanspyrokin.com or tweet me at Spyrokin. And so now that that's disturbing this out of the way, let's actually get to some of the light novel and manga releases of the week. And this is for June 14th, 2022, which was yesterday. We had 32 new releases, and I got to say there are some fun ones and some really disturbing stuff that came out this week. So first off, we got A Tale of the Secret Saint, Volume 3, Adachi and Shimamura, Light Novel, Volume 9, Bakemonogatari, Volumes 14 and 15, Blackguard, Volume 3, Call of the Night, Volume 8, Creepy Cat, Volume 3, Deadpool Samurai Volume 2, Do You Like Big Girls Volume 4, Fangirl Volume 2, which is an English uh, OEM, uh, Grandmasters of Demonic Culture, Mo Dan Zushi, the novel Volume 3, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Volume 14, I Can't Believe I Slept With You Volume 2, Kageki Shoujo Volume 6, which I'm excited for that one, Komi Camp Communicate Volume 19, Marvel's Secret Reverse. This is one which looks like it's actually a graphic novel, but it is a manga, so it's kind of fascinating to see how this one is. Modern Villainous. It's not easy building a corporate empire before the crash. Light novel, volume one. This is one of those ones we talked about in the manga news earlier. I've been excited for this, and I hope that this light novel is pretty good. We have Rent-A-Girlfriend, volume 13. Rosenblood, volume 3. Saint Young Men, Omnibus 9, which is volume 17 and 18 of the series. One that you definitely want to pick up. Sakamoto Days Volume 2, Sino Alice Volume 1, The Ideal Sponger Life Volume 11. I thought this series got canceled, to be honest with you, but I guess that it didn't, and it's still kicking ass. Uh, Trapped in a Dating Sim, The World of Tome Games is Tough for Mobs, Light Novel Volume 6. The, I, the Muscle Girl Next Door, which that one seems kind of interesting. I read about this one in the manga news. We talked about it, but I don't remember what it's about, so I'm going to check this one out. The Saints, Magic Powers Omnipotent, Volume 6. Worlds and Harem, Volume 13, After World. Wadakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, Volume 6. That one definitely I'm picking up. X-Gender, X-Gender, Volume 1. And Yakuza Lover, Volume 5. So which of these manga titles are you most excited for? For me, it's going to be Wadakoi, Trapped in a Dating Sim, Muscle Girl, Ideal Sponger, Saint Young Men, uh, Secret Reverse, Ran a girlfriend, Komi can't communicate, Kageki Shoujo. So I'm spending a lot of money this week, let's be honest. But I'm excited for these. Which ones are you excited for? Let me know, zanspirekin.com. So, beforehand, as always, thank you so much for checking out the podcast, listening, subscribing, helping out our Patreon. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all really awesome. I've been posting on our Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter about some of the things that we've been coming out with. And also been asking lots of questions like I had you recently refill a some spots for the in Wheel of Manga, which I definitely would love to have more content on there. So if you want to find out more and recommend stuff, you can either email me or you can join our Patreon to make a specific list that is yours that you chose. As long as I haven't reviewed it yet, I'll do it. But thank you for listening and I appreciate each and every one of you. I'm going to keep doing this as long as I can until I'm an old man who has to read manga with thick glasses, a magnifying glass, and large print manga. And we are 28 episodes away from episode 500, so we're going to keep on trucking, keep on going through, and I'm releasing another episode on 
Friday. So with that in mind, let's get to that part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the <laughs> Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to use to spin this one that's only the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what we're going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 472. So let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we? Number 10. Huh. So in the next episode, I'm reviewing a manga that... I've read the light novel, and I'm surprised that I put the manga down, but... So, I'm going to be reading something a little more upbeat and interesting. Uh, the Country Without Humans. Been hearing a lot about the manga versus the light novel, so we'll see how it goes. But, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally, zanspirekin.com, tweet me at Spirekin, let me know what your, your thoughts are. So, as usual... I'm Zan, I'm Gonsville, catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.